Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 24. Welcome back, everybody, to Venice Talks. Today, I have a very special guest. is Melissa Kahn, Director of the Venice Office of Save Venice. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, so thank you very much, first of all, for accepting to talk to me, because I know the people of Save Venice are always so busy. You're so involved in so many things. So I honestly thank you so much, because you, I know your time is so precious. First of all, can we explain to the people, because not everybody of my followers and listeners know, what is Save Venice? So Save Venice is an American organization with the mission to raise funds for the restoration of art and architecture in Venice. Um, We are our registered 501c3 charity in the United States, and we've been active for over 50 years. Oh, wow. When was he actually born, the, the, the company then, the, the association? Um, we were founded in the aftermath of the floods of 1966. Oh, wow. And our, but our founders took the official name of Save Venice in 1971. Oh, that's a long time. Mamma mia, nearly as... Uh, oh, you just done uh, 50 years, did you? A couple of yes. years ago. Yes, oh, wow. we celebrated our anniversary. We stretched it into... Um, 2022. So we've basically wrapped up our anniversary celebrations and we adopted two major projects to celebrate our anniversary uh-huh. the, uh, mosaics at Santa Maria Sunta on the island of Torcello and the Italian uh-huh. synagogue uh, in the uh, Jewish ghetto of Venice. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know about that uh, because I know that about San Sebastiano, no, about Basilica dei Frari that we can talk about later, but I didn't know about these projects. So, first of all, how many projects have you got going on at the moment in Venice? Uh, let's see. About, <laughs> <laughs> I lose track. No, about, uh, I'd say about 30 right now. Of oh my parts. God. Yeah. So many. Yes, yes. That's I mean, a- range from, you know, something small, an individual painting to uh, a new campaign we're starting uh, in collaboration with the Musei Civici Veneziane, the Room of the Four Doors in Palazzo Ducale, which will oh, start wow. soon. Okay, so what's the relationship between private bodies and the state institutions uh, in bringing a a project to completion in Venice? Who actually helps you carry on the projects uh, here in in the city? Um, So Venice works closely with the owners of the the works of art. So that might be the city of Venice. It could be the Catholic diocese, the Jewish community, the city museums. And, And generally we hire the conservators directly and pay the restoration bills. Mm-hmm. The um, Superintendency of Monuments and Fine Arts, you know, the part of Italy's Ministry of Culture, comes to check on the restoration, basically oversees, uh, makes decisions for the restoration process. Mm-hmm. Do you use also do you, uh, local companies to carry out the, the works or is people from all over the world coming to, to do the restorations? 
Um, no, we try to use as local as possible because mm -hmm. we feel it's very important to preserve Venetian art and architecture. It's best that you have that Venetian touch. Mm. And we also like to um, help the local economy by supporting local conservators. But it totally makes sense since you are saving Venice, you also save Venice from a sustainability point of view as well. Um, what are the obstacles that you face over Venice faces in maintaining all the architectures, the artifacts, the history? Because, uh, you know, I know it's very, I mean, Venice uh, with its uh, environment is so, it's such a complicated city. So what are the main obstacles that you find uh, in, in your projects? I would say that the climate, this is a very difficult uh, situation. You're in the middle of a lagoon. It's very damp. You have a lot of salt in the air that deposits on the artworks. Mm -hmm. uh, you you had the floods the, like a few years ago. We also have the floods, which, um, yes, yeah, Venice was very involved after the 2019 floods with a special mm -hmm. immediate response fund that we raised over $700,000 for oh, wow. response to do sort of less glamorous aspects of preserving Venice. Mm -hmm. You really have to keep up on everything, constant maintenance, keeping an eye on situations. Um, it's not easy, but these monuments and artworks were, were made to be in Venice, and, and that's where we're determined that they're going to stay. Mm -hmm. And how many people are involved in, in the organization here in the city? Because I know you, you got offices all over the world, I assume. We have two main offices. We're headquartered in New York City. Okay. There we have five people that work for Savannah's in New York, uh, primarily with the fundraising and the events. We have chapters and groups across the United States, but they're all volunteers there. And then okay. the Venice operation right now, we have four people. Okay. We um, manage and run their conservation projects, restoration projects, and um, also look for new, new projects as mm -hmm. well as maintaining all the relationships with the city authorities and with the uh, owners of the artworks and the uh, conservators. From mm. Talking about, back to the projects, how do you actually choose which uh, uh, works, which subject should be restored? What, what criteria do you follow? Um, it really depends. I mean, since we have the office, we're here on site, often if I become aware of an artwork at risk or somebody calls and lets me know, then we vet the project and get project plans and then, pre then present it to our board of directors. Right. And board of directors meets three times a year and that's when we discuss projects and choose them basically on the depending on the urgency uh, and the ability we think we will have to raise the funds to restore it. Mm hmm. And uh, OK, so you were talking we were talking about the last ones that you've just got involved. But uh, I know for a fact of the one that you just uh, accomplished in Basilica dei Frari. Yes. Uh, can we talk about that? Because I think uh, it was stunning, <laughs> stunning. I was yeah. like shocked when I saw, you know, the, the restoration that was done. And that was an, uh, really an incredible job. Um, we started, our interest in the Assunta at the Ferrari started back in 2012, where we did um, about three months of maintenance to clean the um, surface of the painting and check its condition. Mm -hmm. We weren't able to go ahead with the restoration until 2019 because oh, wow. the church's organ, one of the church's organ, was attached to the directly to the back of the panel. Ah. Titian's painting, and it took 
uh, quite a while to get the permission and authorization and things lined up to be able to remove that organ. Which, of course. Which vibrated when it was played and, you know, damaged the painting. Oh, so wow. The organ found a new home. It's actually at a church in Yezolo now. Oh, okay. Didn't know about this. Okay, yes. good. Uh, we were able to start the conservation, which you know, started in 2019. It was completed in um, the fall, well, by August of 2022, and then in October there were mm. celebrations. It was actually quite fast, though, as a restoration work compared to maybe other one, other jobs and other projects, was it? Two years? Yes, I guess Not you could bad. say a little over two years. Plus there was COVID in the middle. So that's yeah, exactly. with all the lockdowns a bit. But yes, I mean, it was um, obviously as the focal point of the church, we um, had to not appear so disruptive. So there was mm. a wonderful reproduction of the painting. Um, on the high altar so that they could still be used as a, a place of worship and people and tourists would still come into the church to get a sense of even though they couldn't see the original mm-hmm. uh, the full, full size reproduction so when you're working in that situation you do need to work um, in a timely fashion because you don't want to you know really as I say be as disruptive and try yeah. to things on track because that painting is still used for what it was made for to be an object of worship Uh and another um, church that you kind of have adopted I I, I feel like is San Sebastiano because you've done so much work in there right am I correct yes San Sebastiano is really a major achievement for us we started goodness in about 2007 with our initial testing analysis we started we restored the ceiling of the church from 2009 to 2011 and then basically year by year all the frescoes by Veronese then the organ loft the high altar the side chapels we're now wrapping up that campaign with the two front um, chapels oh wow inside of the high altar but I don't think we'll ever completely leave because we certainly want to continue with maintenance. And, and it is such a beautiful church and it's one of those little churches that so few people go and visit. That is what amazes me. Is, you know, everybody, of course, goes to the, you know, they go to St. Mark's, uh, they go to Frari, maybe some other uh, church. But San Sebastiano, I love it because there's always so few people inside. It's beautifully so intimate. As, yeah. a, as a church and we're lucky that the chorus program keeps it open every day from basically 10 30 to 4 30 or so so it is possible to visit without too much of a problem mm. what mm. other major project have you accomplished in the city of venice that you can okay uh, well remember? as i mentioned we were we just wrapping up torcello and also the italian synagogue the anniversary projects when are they going to be ready? Um, Torcello has been completed. We've taken down all our scaffolding. So it's, okay. all the mosaics are perfectly in view. And we worked a lot on the structural integrity of the apses of the building as well. And the um, Italian synagogue that should be being presented at the end of March or in April. It's now really in the final stages. And oh, that would be beautiful. As part of the museum tour of the Jewish community. Good. Um those are the major things. And now we're also working on the Church of San Donato on Murano. Oh, okay. There and again, structural problems with the apse and the um, the archway and the, the, the dome that supports the mosaic. 
You, you literally are spread all over the city, have you? Uh, yes. you you're everywhere. <laughs> yes, we are. I, mean, I can imagine in 50 years, uh, you, 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 the things that you managed to restore, I mean, you're such an important part of Venice now. Um, how did you actually end up coming to Venice? Uh, not, not as say Venice, as you, Melissa. Me, myself. Um, I came here as an art history student and studied with Wake Forest University. They have a program um, in Venice. And then I came back a couple of years later and after I graduated uh, from the Wake Forest in the United States. And I got involved with Save Venice in 1989. Oh, wow. I've been here for a very long time. I've been director, I guess okay. now for 25 years as well. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. It's amazing. It is, and Venice is such a particular city. That, I mean, I just came back from a trip to the USA. I've never been before. But now I understand why so many people love Venice. <laughs> You, we don't have cars. You go by car everywhere in America. <laughs> for me, it was a, such a shock. I said, how much you use your cars in America? And I thought, okay, maybe that's why Americans love Venice so much. You know, you can literally, within square kilometers, you go everything there. Is, uh, you walk from A to B in 20, 30 minutes, <laughs> you know. Um, so how can people support the Save Venice? Do you have programs apart from the fundraising that I know you organize, but is there any other ways people can, uh, you know, give show their support? Certainly we have a membership where at all different levels, and then that ensures that you receive our newsletters, our information, have access to our webinars and our um, meetings and, and also inaugurations to, of projects. We have a website, which is used by Venice lovers, students and scholars alike. Mm -hmm. And those are the, the first hand way. And then basically looking at our website, you can get a sense of other ways to get involved, whether it's adopting a project or, or attending an event or just uh, giving general support. Mm. I noticed, uh, am I wrong, also that our books have been written? We do have um, the newest series are there's the Tintoretto in Venice and Carpaccio in Venice, which is a, a type of a, a guidebook, but also good for the armchair traveler who could um, be transported to Venice by reading about all the Carpaccio paintings in Venice and Tintoretto. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then we'll be going on, we're going to do a, a major a book on Titian restorations in the city. Oh, beautiful. Next year. Fantastic. Now, this is um, as a Venetian. Mm -hmm. How hard is it to actually get things done in Venice with an American mindset in an Italian situation? <laughs> Having lived in England myself a long, long time, so I don't know. How hard do you find it to get things done? I mean, um, well, we're, we're rather persistent, and maybe because we're pretty well organized and uh, can help a bit in the process that um, sometimes things are slow, but it's normal that the uh, Ministry of Culture gets a little backed up with their site visits and being able to authorize the projects. And, and maybe that's the only issue, but it's understandable because they are um, understaffed. Yeah. And the rest of it, I'd say the conservators, everybody works pretty well. So I, I don't really have complaints. I think mm -hmm. that uh, in these situations, everybody is sort of so passionate about what they're doing that mm. you obtain results maybe quicker than you think. I suppose also because you've been doing it for so long now, you know how the machine works and uh, 
yes. who, how yes. to do things to try to get it done the, the quickest. Because, you know, for whoever is listening that you're not from Italy, Italy is very hard. We bureaucracy is crazy. So it's amazing. That's what I'm saying. When you told me that you done, you managed to do the restoration in two years, I was like, whoa, that's quick. <laughs> because I know of all the permits that you need to ask and everything. So it's amazing. Um, okay. Can you give us the website so that way people can actually uh, go and visit it? And then uh, I let you go because I know you're very, very, very busy. Sure. Our website is savevenice.org. So it's www.savevenice.org. And I think that is the quickest way at a glance to be transported mm-hmm. to Venice through our photos and also get a sense of our activities and what we're doing. Fantastic. And they can follow on social medias as well. Yes. Yes. We also are on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Uh, Melissa, I'll let you go because I know you're very busy and I don't want to take more time off you. But if you wanted to add anything, I'm more than happy. Otherwise, uh, I'll let you go back to work. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate the chance to talk to you and to talk about our work that we feel so strongly about and how important it is to save um, Venice's artistic and historic and cultural patrimony thank you so much for all the work you do because uh, honest uh, if i don't think if, if companies like yours didn't get involved in the city i'm not sure so much will be preserved uh, because uh, we got so much there is so much uh, both in italy and in venice particular that i don't think we will be able to cope thank you again you're welcome you're very okay bye bye goodbye Thank you so much, Melissa, for the lovely chat. You can find Save Venice at www.savevenice.org and on all social medias as Save Venice INC. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog, www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at Cooking Venice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.